0: equanimity hey you're listening to the authentic with alicia pod i'm your host you can call me a for short this episode is inspired by everything and nothing usually what we do over here or at least what we've been doing for the past few months almost a year is we pick a topic from pop culture or something from social media and we apply it to our lives in an authentic way something that brings awareness or helps us align to a higher sense of ourselves this past month has been a little bit much for me and I was looking at this week's topics, I was like, hmm, AT&T, could that be a cyber attack? Or the lady who decided to fix herself to make a 50-part TikTok series on her psychopath ex-husband. I'm sure there's something we could gleam and take away, but I do not have the mental capacity today. So I figured, let's just talk about that in its entirety and how social media can sometimes wear us out. After all, if you've been on social media for any amount of time, you've probably taken a time out. Social media breaks are very common, whether you take a week away or months away or years away from your favorite platform to focus on something in your real life or just decompress from the chaos, it's perfectly all right. Whether you're a wake up and scroll type of person or you like to be in the know before you put your head on the pillow, Personally, I don't do either. I just find it's a little bit much for me to be constantly absorbing energy. So the beginning of the day and the end of the day is just for me. If you're someone who likes to use social media as something to tie you over when you're waiting in line or on route somewhere if you're not driving off course, although I have seen and heard people let's not get into that. <laughs> I don't mean to be like super serious, but I do think there's a level of protection we need when it comes to social media. After all, we are consuming energies. When we take in somebody else's content, we're taking information, advice, emotion sometimes. And with that, we are in essence, having a transfer of energy. How often is it that you see something on your feed and you're not moved emotionally, whether you're like, oh, that's such a cute baby or animal or what the hell is this person doing or whoa, this was so hilarious and that was actually pretty crazy. Like, it's always about emotional expenditure. And having that awareness can help us tap into the authenticity of ourselves. Even if it's not about the thing that is triggering an emotion, but more so just being aware that there is an emotion can really help us in our daily lives further get aligned with who we are and what fuels us in our lives. Today I wanted to talk about the other side and how when things get chaotic, whether on social media or in our personal lives, some ways we can really tune in, tune out, and tune down a little bit. Now, I am the queen of stillness. I love my solitude, that's why I live solo dolo. I love serenity and peace. So take a couple tips from me. With that said, I have to admit, and the Patreon fam already knows, I'm not good when it comes to anger. I don't get angry much, but when I do, whoo <laughs> Let me not say anything else. And as such, one thing I've had to do over the last few years is find ways to mitigate and manage my temperaments. So if I feel extremes of anything, there needs to be this level of equilibrium. After all, equanimity is finding the calm amongst the chaos. And in order to find the calm amongst the chaos, you have to find and create the calm within yourself. How do we do that? I'll share some of the ways that I do in hopes that it will help you. So the next time you go through something that challenges you or just rubs you the wrong way or has you feeling not quite right, it could be something light, like it just doesn't sit right with you or something more severe like an anxiety attack, some of these methodologies will help you ground back in and tap and tether into a calmer state of mind. The first thing that I do is slow down and sit in stillness. There's something that is slightly eerie, honestly, about having something happen in your life and just stopping and realizing that on the outside, everything is the same. And what I mean by that is whether you are in a busy street and there's all these sounds and noises and things happening, what's going on in your head and your personal life the world is still spinning. It's not to diminish what you're going through, it's just to put in relativity that life still goes and time stops for no one. For some reason, maybe this is just me, but I find that eerily calming because no matter what happens, as long as there's breath in my body and I'm still here, I'm still surviving, and from the survival, there's strength that comes from that. There's strength that comes from taking the next steps but you won't be able to take the next steps if you're paralyzed based off of your feelings. So being aware that what's happening inside, whether it's an internal storm, or it feels like your world is crumbling, the world is still spinning, the world is still moving and you're still here. There's something about that that's grounding at its core. The next thing I like to do if I don't have the time to slow down and observe what's happening around me, whether it's as quiet as it is while I'm recording for you, or as noisy as it might be on a busy Monday, the breath is something that you do every single day of your life, just like your heart beats, but it's something that you're aware of, and when you are in tune with how you feel, you can use it to bring you back to the present moment. You can do box breathing in the sense of, Two breaths in, hold for two, two breaths out, hold for two, two breaths in, hold for two, two breaths out, hold for two. And do that for as long as you can. Time is of the essence, right? Or as long as you need in order to come back to a level of breathing slowly and stability. There's also other breathing methods like two short breaths in and one slow breath out that have been scientifically shown to take you out of an anxiety state because it kind of jolts the body into taking in more oxygen than you might have been if you were hyperventilating or forgetting to breathe altogether. Breath is one of those things that really shows you where you're at in your state of mind or where you're at in time, whether you are working out or getting ready for bed, your breath really lets you know where you're at and how you feel in that present moment. Other than breath work, I would say really feeling your body, so if you are currently going through something, finding and figuring out how that feels and which part of your body. This is something I learned from somatic therapy a year ago. So being able to know where fear is housed or where anxiety lives in your body or what part of your body feels stressed as far as tension, your muscles contracting, or if you feel hot or cold, literally hot or cold because of decisions that are not made, or decisions that need to be made just being able to really be aware of what it feels like to go through your feelings because after all when you have an emotion and you feel that emotion the feeling part of the feeling is the visceral part that your body is experiencing it's so simple but it's so it's so esoteric when you get down to it another way that i find calm and some people think this is yoga, yoga, yum, yum, or airy-fairy-ish is aromatherapy. And not necessarily like this exact essential oil is gonna make you feel calm. But for me, the sense of sound and smell are heightened because I've lost vision. So I really use those to channel into the present moment. When it comes to scents, there's certain scents that I like that cause me to feel grounded. I'm not really a lavender girly, but a lot of people find lavender soothing. Maybe there's a scent, it could be a fragrance, a perfume or a room spray that you've used in the past, that you've attached to memories that draw out peacefulness and serenity. Or there's scents that just make you feel safe and secure that you can have on your body or in your personal space to just bring you back to the moment. Sometimes anxiety comes when we're thinking in the future and sometimes too far in the future about the what ifs or what could be's or when we're in the past and trying to relive and recount or fix something that's already done. When we use smell as a way to draw ourselves back to the present moment, when it comes to sounds, there's certain sounds that are more calming than others. Now there's been times where I've been anxious and the sounds of birds chirping or waves crashing makes me feel even more anxious because I'm like, this is not real, I'm not in a forest right now, I'm listening to a recording of a forest, or I'm not at a beach and I wish I was at a beach, so hearing these waves is just annoying to me. But sometimes in the right state of mind or the right situation, having these recordings of sounds create a sense of peace because they are nature, and nature in its essence for the most part like we're not talking about like the animal kingdom and the chain of life and that kind of stuff, but just nature itself can be very calming and uplifting too. I find when I have the time, or even on my last trip to Antigua, just being at the beach and hearing the actual waves crashing there was something very healing about that in its essence. Of course, sounds could be listening to songs that remind you of simpler times or good times or things that just make you feel good. Lyrics really do have the power to make you feel connected or seen or heard. Sometimes it's listening to different types of sounds, whether it's a genre of music that you're not accustomed to or a sound bath, and that unfamiliarity taking you out of your regular routine of thought. Experiencing something with newness for the first time and being tapped into the novelty of a different genre of music or a sound bath and really being attuned to the notes or the lyrics or the just newness of it all can get you out of the train of thought that you have if you're cycling through something that's so similar and so detrimental to you. This is perhaps the simplest way I can find calm, but it's unfortunate because sometimes this is a thing that evades us the most, and it's sleep. Because if you get a good night's sleep, you can think so much more clearly, you feel refreshed and recharged, but sometimes when life gets really hard or you're anxious or things are on your mind, you can't fall asleep or you can't stay asleep. But if sleeping and sleep hygiene, if sleep hygiene is not a problem for you, treasuring the time that it takes to nourish your mind and your body by giving it rest can really help you feel calm. There's some times where I'm like, this day is too much, I'm going to bed. And I'm so happy that I made that decision to go to bed two hours early, knowing that even if I was to stay up and get two hours more of work done, I would feel frantic and anxious the next day. And sometimes what you can deal with the next day can be dealt with better if you better prepare by getting good sleep. That is if you can. Sometimes some of the anxiety comes from trying to force yourself to sleep when you can't sleep and then you feel even more anxious and then you can't fall asleep and it becomes this sick cycle of being awake but wanting to be asleep and knowing that you're not falling asleep and it's just a whole mess. I don't know what to do about that yet. Hopefully I can come back with some tips on that. If you have any tips, let the community know (laughs) because I've had a couple nights like that last year and I do not wish that on anybody. The last tip to becoming calm, coming from someone who studied nutrition, is of course nourishing your body with good food. Now, I'm not a big proponent of any diet, whether it's whatever's trending or plant-based or protein-forward. I think every body is individual, and your body is going to tell you what you need more of. Of course, there's recommendations that I've learned and i've read about and stuff like that but i do think nutrition is exactly that personal i do think that personal nutrition is exactly that personal so i'm not going to say necessarily you need to have this caloric intake or make sure you're ingesting this although there are certain things like turmeric that are proven to help with mood because they help with anti-inflammation and a lot of things with the gut do affect how we perceive what's happening again. When you have a gut feeling, if you have too much of a bioflora of a certain bacteria, if your bioflora is overrun with a certain amount of bacteria, that will affect how you feel in essence and affect how you respond or react to things. But this is not a science podcast. I just mean in the general sense of making sure that you are nourishing your body and fueling it away so that it can make the best decisions and. Feel its best optimally. That's drinking enough water so that you're never dehydrated. You don't feel thirsty or deprived. It's eating things that edify you. And sometimes, even comfort food, too, is exactly that. It's comfort food because it reminds you of family or connection or community, or it's just something that soothes your soul that's why i love this idea of soul food or food that's adhered with your culture it nourishes you not just from a nutritional perspective but also from an identity perspective like you're eating something that connects you to a community or your culture and there's something very i don't know just very simple but very beautiful about that so sometimes preparing a meal with love and taking the time if you have the time to really focus on putting together that meal and plating it well and enjoying the different flavors and savoring that that can really help you calm down while of course the actual active eating can help your body be better prepared to deal with the stresses of the day or whatever foolishness you see on social media so those are a few tips i have a few more if you ever want a part two you can let me know but I'm gonna wrap up the pod here since I gotta make the Patreon one. And as you guys know, if you're part of the Patreon fam, those ones go deep. I mean, part of the reason why I'm doing a calm down episode for the public pod is because what's been going on for the last four months, I'm taking all these tips and using them myself. And get more authentic tips, you can head over to Patreon and become part of the family. Or you can stick around here on the public pod and I'll keep giving you guys little tastes and takes on this authentic journey we're all on. So thanks as always for listening and until next week, stay blessed, stay authentic.